I met a guy who had that same Porsche, and that's so it, we bonded over that. And of course, that night, like that guy, he fucked my girl that, that night, you know, because we <laughs> built the rapport. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy. However, everyone approaches this a little differently, and in its core, our show is about hearing and learning from different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it's important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily represent those of our own. It's also important to remember that we aren't doctors or therapists and that we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on this show. We should also let you know that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. So, if that kind of thing offends you, you should probably keep listening until it no longer does. If you're under 18, we'd suggest finding a different show or gather up your parents and listen as a family. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 35. We are Finn and Emma, and today we have an interview with a single guy. His name is Angus. Well, at least he was single when we talked to him. That's true. That could have changed. It's been a couple months. Not a couple. Like a month. Okay. Or three. <laughs> you don't remember. No, it's been a bit. But we did talk to him recently via email. Everything is going great. He's super excited for this. We're super excited for this. Yeah, um, it's awesome just to be able to share this episode. One one quick reminder. This um, wanted to just say... If if you've been thinking like, oh man, I would want to share my story, but they wouldn't want to hear my story, you're wrong. <laughs> we want to hear all y'all story. All y'all's? Yeah, I'm pretending I'm from the southern states for a little bit. Oh, okay. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good strategy. Um, yeah, so think if you're thinking about it, reach out. Everybody has something new and exciting to share, even if you think you're not unique, you are. So please reach out to us. That includes single people. Uh, that includes people and relationships, and includes everybody. Good, you covered people and relationships and single people. Yeah, Good job. that's everybody. <laughs> that's all of the people. Um, one other quick thing I wanted to say. Oh, this this discussion we cover stuff um, ranging typically about like a cuckold and bull and hot wife dynamic, and this is mainly from the perspective of a bull. So. If you listen to this and you're like, hey, my experience is different, I'm a cuckold, and that's not what I was feeling or thinking, send us an email and come on the damn show. Are you assuming everyone knows what these terms mean? I think so. Okay, and well, if, we, we also if they talk about them in this episode. Exactly. If they don't, they will as soon as they listen to the first five minutes of the interview, if we ever get there. Okay. You're rambling. I know. That's how <laughs> I do. So tell them real quick, our favorite place is to send people for good information. Yeah. So the first one is stdcheck.com. Please go there if you want to get a STD test done. It is, you can get $10 off by using the link on our website. It's fast. It's quick. Or that's the same thing. Yeah, it's fast. It's fast. It's, it's easy. It's easy. And we uh, have loved using those services before. The other one is Cassidy. That you can also get a free 30-day trial by using the link on our website for that dating site or leave us a review on any podcast platform and you can extend that to a 90-day. I think we really got to work on our ad game. Yeah, I know. I'm, I am I need to work on that. Yeah. Do some <laughs> practice. And 
You practice. I'll interview Angus, and we'll see you at the end. Okay. Wait. Oh, God. You always forget. Our website is normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and you can find us on Twitter and Cassidy under the screen name NNM Podcast. Now let's go. Go practice. We'll see you in I'll do my best. one hour. Yeah, because like honestly, like one of the things, the one, the, the real reason why I wanted to reach out to you guys too is because, you know, listening to some of these podcasts about the lifestyle obviously is very couple focused, which yeah. is it makes perfect sense. But um, I just don't feel like there's a whole lot of people talking to the bulls, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of us out there, you know. Yeah, so that's that's one of the reasons we're really happy you reached out is because, you know, we we have had some. Some single people, we've had some single women reach out, some single guys on the poly lifestyle, mm-hmm. but nobody that is, um, you know, been on the, the bull side of it. So, I mean, do you mind talking a little bit about, first of all, what that terminology means and what it means to you and maybe if that's different than what it means to the to any of your friends in the lifestyle? Yeah, uh, I guess the general definition of a bull would be... Uh, a uh, black male who is in the lifestyle, typically single, although I've seen some black males that are coupled, also called bulls. But, yeah, black male with, you know, uh, a large cock, <laughs> Say, to, to put it so lightly. But uh, that's typically what a bull is, also known as a BBC, big black hawk. Um, we, we were actually, we were curious about that term because, I mean, obviously we're, we're familiar with it, but is that something that, do you prefer one or the other, or do you find one offensive? I know, you know, there's there's a lot of politics and things wrapped up in that right now, and, and I'm just kind of curious on your perspective of it. I, yeah, that, that is interesting. I don't, I mean, for me personally, I don't get offended by the term bull um, or BBC, but, I mean, yeah, you're right, especially in, like, um, with uh, today's, climate i guess you could say there <laughs> there is a it, it can be a, a little touchy for some people maybe because i think the way i look at it is like with when it comes to like playing with a black male that's a lot of people's fantasies typically somebody who is not black you know what i mean who's right. like, oh, i want to play black male um and i i know some people take that fantasy to like uh, uh i've heard people who could take that fantasy to like a really I don't want to say dark place, but it's just a very different place to where, like, the N-word's being used during yeah. sex. And yeah, maybe take it I, to an extreme that's not <laughs> not needed. But but it's so interesting. Like, for example, I have had that happen where, you know, I'm, you know, I'm full-on going at it, whoop whoop and then, like, she was like, oh, yeah, give me that, you know, bleep, cock. And I, it was kind of like a record stop. And I just like, mm-hmm, you know, and I'm just like, I'm like, what? In my brain, I'm like, am I offended? Am I not? But it was just done in such a way where it was like, Clearly, you're not trying to be like offensive. It was right, just right. like I don't know, but it was it did throw me off. So like I don't know, couples, if you are listening, I definitely would discuss that with your bull first. And yeah, that was what kind of what they would like, what they would prefer to be called. Is, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But typically, bulls, at least I don't know, bulls typically I don't think is going to be a big issue. But but yeah, anything further than that, I would definitely consult with your local BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that was something we were curious about, too, is I imagine there's a right way, or maybe not a right way, there's probably a wrong way to reach out to a bull or a BBC and ask for the what what you're looking for. Have, 
do you have some tips and you know what you know when you get a message from somebody someone that you would look at that and say yeah no these people are assholes versus yeah these people are respectful and clearly that's what they want but they know how to word it in such a way that it's not offensive and you know what to be truly honest with you i haven't really ran into that as an issue because and this is not to sound cocky about it but like when a couple reaches out to me or at least here in los angeles again i, I feel like other places could be slightly different but in los angeles when i do play with a couple they damn near almost like worship you in a sense so you know what i mean like you're like the king if you like come around because usually i play with a lot of couples where the guys cuck you know yeah and so it's really kind of like as a bull you have to like you really are kind of like the how should i say like the alpha in the yeah. room you know what i mean yeah you're the, most, so the dominant pres- presence i think exactly exactly so like as far as like necessarily having a lot of offensive stuff I don't run into it. Like I said, even with that one uh, couple that I did play with where the N-word did come out, it was, I mean, I was getting her from doggy style from behind and it just came out and she wasn't trying to be like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It wasn't, Right. I wasn't offended. It was just kind of shocking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But, um, but typically, honestly, like I haven't had any disrespect. I, ha- I haven't run into that. I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure other bulls have run into it, but I haven't run into it. But, that's good to hear. I mean, that's that's yeah. a good thing that you haven't run into. It's a it. good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. You know, um, a lot of times we're just trying to get a, you know, get, have that fantasy, but yeah, have that fantasy fulfilled. Um, yeah. Just to back up for a second, you mentioned that the other uh, males tend to be cucks. Can you explain that terminology for any listeners that may not know what that is? Yeah. So basically, like a cuck would be somebody who. How do you describe a cuck? Uh, a guy who's just not... <laughs> it's hard. I know. <laughs> well, and I think it's going to differ for different couples, right? What what does that mean? And maybe you could explain what it has looked like for the people you've met with. So maybe you're not defining the term, but define it in what, what you've experienced. Yeah. So, so there's, a, there's, a few, there's a few subcategories of cups. Uh, the one that I run into a lot would be where, let's say, um, a couple... For example, I've had uh, one couple, the guy was like, I want to say like 46, something like that, but his wife was like 38 or something like that. So there's a little bit of an age gap, and he just wasn't pleasing her as well as she wanted. And so he was just like, you know, he would basically want somebody to come in, you know, just to get it out of his wife's system, so to speak, you know, just come (laughs) in banging out, you know, she's satisfied, she's good for another couple weeks, and then, you know. But um, and then there's a, there's another type of cuck where, yeah, he probably fucks good or whatever. But they want like for example, I mean, there was one time there was a couple like the guy was a cop and he was like a like when you talk to him like outside of that, this guy is the alpha. Even I, I even thought more alpha than myself. I was like, wow, this guy, you know. But yeah. it was kind of like he wanted that role reversal. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So that was another type of cuck that I've run into where it's yeah, where like, it's, he just, it's more of a fantasy. It's not, uh, there's anything lacking. It's just, that's the, that's the role that they want. Yeah. He wants to play a less dominant role and he wants to see someone come in and be the dominant person in the bedroom. That's not him. Exactly. And, and so there's, so this that's why it's kind of hard to find because it's like, how do you find that when there's so many nuances yeah. to right. each individual couple I've, I've run into so many scenarios. I've run into couples where the guy's not even a cop. The guy just wants to fuck with you. 
he's like, yeah, come on in. You know, like we're all going to fuck her. You know, it's not like a, you know, it's not like <laughs> that he's like, sitting in a corner yeah. jerking off. But I have seen a guy in a cage once and that was, I couldn't wrap my head around. I was like, really? Wow. You, she let you lock you up like that. Cause I mean, as a bull, like as a guy as, who is a bull, like I, I would never have my dick put in a cage. That was, <laughs> I can't, I can't fathom it. Like, I just can't even understand why, but that's what they like. No judgments. Right. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So one of, one of the things we were curious about was, you know, how, how did you get into this, you know, at the beginning and, and maybe is your personality, you know, is it a more dominant personality or is this like a, 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 a character you play when you get into the bedroom with couples? Okay, that's that's two questions. Let me break one down. I'll start with the the uh, am I dominant? I don't actually. I do consider myself a bit dominant, but like I definitely know that there's more dominant people than me. Mm-hmm. But I am like, I mean, I am pretty tall, so I do like when I come into a room, people notice me, and I notice that. So I know I have like alpha tendencies, but um, yeah. but with that being said, I it is kind of a role for me. Like I am playing a role um, because typically, honestly, like my vanilla dating, I'm typically kind of known as a nice guy, you know? But with that being said, when I am kind of participating in the lifestyle, I'm able to kind of act out another side where I am. Honestly, like when I am walking and, you know, we've all discussed everything. I'm calling to meet this couple or single, a single lady or whoever, you know, I, I walk in like I'm the shit, you know, because I am, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like not, you have to have that confidence. Like, yeah, you know, and 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 you want they want that. That's that's what right. they want, you know. So I go in and you know, it, it, I am playing a role, but it is kind of like more of like a. It's not who I am every day. I guess. So, so, so you don't you don't walk around the world thinking that you own all the bitches. And, and <laughs> <you're> just, <laughs> yeah. I do not walk around the world like that. But to answer your second question, um, how did I get into this? This is a little bit of a, not a long story, but an interesting story, I guess you could say. But um, I actually started out in the lifestyle. I've been doing this, I've been in the lifestyle since 05. Okay. And I guess for just a, for some context, do you mind an age range of how old you I'm are? 32. I'm 32. Okay. So I started kind of young. I was dating some girl in college. Um, I started out in a, as a couple. Not as a bull, but I started as a couple, and uh, the girl I was dating at the time, she, uh, I guess, started to develop or want to experiment with girls. She wasn't sure if she was bi or not. She wanted to kind of explore that, and you know, finding a single chick is, especially. And keep in mind, this is like 05, 06. At that time, there was this is like MySpace. There was no nowadays. You have you know all these different websites and apps and stuff like that. It wasn't like that. Uh, which is interesting because I've seen how the lifestyle progressed from the time how technology has entered the lifestyle and how it changed it. But um, but back then, really finding like a single chick was just so difficult. At least I didn't know how to do it, and she neither did she. So we would typically look for couples where the chick was also by, and we would do like uh, soft swaps or like you know girl on girl and stuff like that. So we did that for a while, and then eventually we kind of got more comfortable with you know doing full swap. And we were in the lifestyle together. We did that for like a good two years and we enjoyed it. I learned a lot. And I'm the type of person where when I get involved in something, I, I get so analytical about it 
where I want to understand how it works, you know, take it apart, figure out what makes it work. And so I really like not I want to say interviewed a lot of couples, but like I would always ask couples, you know, like questions like, how are you guys doing this? But, you know, like to understand them, you know, because everybody's so different. And um, I really developed a good appreciation for the lifestyle as far as like it's a couples because a lot of the couples I met in the lifestyle were so happy. But yeah. at the same time, the play devil's advocate, I have seen a lot of people crash and burn. You know, I always say new couples coming into this, I always tell them it's better to instead of diving in head first, it's better to just take the steps and get your feet wet first to see if you like it. Because yeah. if you yeah. don't like it, you just get out and it's not like, you know, it's just easier. Because I've I've seen I've seen it, but yeah. um, but 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 with that being said, I've, I've seen couples that have been doing this for years, and they were very happy, and I and I picked up on that, you know. Yeah. So well, it was it must have been interesting too, because you started as a couple, and so you got to see that all as a couple, um, be exactly. yourself and interacting with all those other couples out there. Exactly. So even at two years, we actually would play with single guys. I actually thought those three suits were fun. You know, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I've met a lot of cool guys who. Uh, we would connect, and next thing you know, we're just having a cool threesome. And, you know, we got into this because my girl was bop, you know. But it, it, we progressed in the lifestyle to the point where we're having threesomes with even just another male. But um, fast forward, you know, we ended up breaking up not because of the lifestyle. Just want to throw that out there. It wasn't because of the lifestyle. <laughs> other, uh, actually, I, I had to um, move because I finished college at the time, and I wasn't getting work at that location where she was at. And she was going to college, so she couldn't move. So it was kind of like, you know, we just got to. We don't see a way out of this. And we were young. I, I moved and uh, I moved back to L.A. essentially. And after like about six months, I actually had got hit up with a, from a couple that I had played with before as a couple. Um, they hit me up. They, hey, aren't you back in L.A.? And I was like, yeah, I'm in L.A. And they're like, we're going to be at the Staples Center seeing a show. We have a hotel. Meet us after the show. The show ends around like, you know, 1130 or something like that. Have a drink and come back to the room. I'm like, sure. And that was the first time that I played as a single male myself. You so know? kind of almost just like that, fell on your lap there. Like they just invited you. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they knew me. They knew me and my girl at the time. You know, mm-hmm. we had played. But yeah. So you were already a trusted entity. Exactly. So when they were like, hey, I think he's back in L.A. So they hit me up. Right. And I, of course I was down. So. That was my first experience as playing as a single male. From there, I, that's when I started learning as far as, like, okay, there are couples who are looking for that. Because coming from a, uh, being in the lifestyle as a couple, I understand how bombarding it could be if you put an ad out or try to look for a single guy because there's a ton of them. And you really are looking for a needle in a haystack. And I get how some guys are just either they don't get it or they're just not, you know, they're assholes or dicks or whatever, you know, like a lot of single guys. For every 10 single guys you talk to, there'll be that one who's like, okay, this guy's cool, you know? You just get a yeah. dick pic immediately or some stupid <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah. But because of the fact that I started as a couple, I understood what couples are looking for. Yeah. So I actually found it pretty interesting and was able to really communicate with couples who are looking for a single male without necessarily coming off as like, too thirsty or just some guy who's there to fuck right. his wife. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, right. it so made it easy. Being, being, having been in that position and maybe there's single guys out there listening that aren't in a relation. Obviously if they're single, they're not in a relationship <laughs> or haven't been in that relationship side of it. Um, what are some, some tips you would have for them 
in terms of navigating this maybe to have a little more success? So it's funny you mentioned that. I'm going to answer that question. But with that being said, I actually even kind of played with the idea of starting my own podcast to answer some of these questions because I could go on all day. But um, but yes, Bulls, if you are listening or single guys or even just couples, whoever, if you are listening, there is a right way and a wrong way to do this. Rule number one, I, and I'm just going to get this one out of the way. Do not just send a dick pic right away like that. <laughs> It just doesn't work. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work. You know? Just wait a minute, like five, six. ten minutes. <laughs> no, no, not honestly, to be truly honest with you, like when I when I message people, I don't even really bring up sex like that. You know, I show them what I look like, but you know, after like a you know, a little you know, I get to know them a little bit, but Well you wanna you wanna demonstrate to them that you're a human being and you're like a normal person because that's what's going to gain your their trust in you. Um, rather than dick pics and just like straight up talking about sex. Sure, that conversation's fun and sexy, but establish a little bit of the trust first, I, I would think. 100%. But then also, too, I mean, to add to that, I feel like, because I remember when I was in that position, I'm not, the first, I would say the first day I'm talking to a couple, I'm not really trying to appeal to the woman. I'm trying to appeal to the males. Because I'm just feeling like, like if I was a guy and I have my girl, I'm not just going to let any guy who's just throwing up a bunch of random cockpits come over and fuck my girl. I'm not even going to invite him to my house. Like, yeah. you really want to kind of, like, build up a rapport with the guy. That way he gets the trust where he's like, yeah, you know, come into my house or meet us up or and then here's my wife or my girlfriend or whatever. You know, you really want to get the guy's trust first, you know? Right. Yeah, I think, so I think I, that's that's really good advice because, I mean, so we have looked for single males in the past, and I will say nine times out of ten, not that there's been nine of them, but approximately <laughs> percentage-wise, percentage wise, the ones that right. we have picked were the ones who interacted with both of us and were curious yeah. about both of us, and it wasn't just hey, sexy, what's, you know, whatever, right. talking to right. Emma was, hey, you guys are a couple, and here, and yeah, so I think that's that's spot-on advice. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I always, um, and again, I'm not necessarily talking, like, sexually or, like, you know, flashing my dick or, hey, what you, what you wearing, blah, 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 you know, none of that. Um, I'm really just getting to know them, talking like a normal person, like, a, yeah. you yeah. know, at a bar, like, hey, you know, obviously not asking too much detail, like, you know, what do you do for a living, but, you know, just getting to know them, you know? Um, getting another guy if he's into the certain sports. For example, I actually had this um, uh, a 1980s Porsche that I was kind of like driving around at the time, and I had met a guy when I was in a, in a relationship. I met a guy who had that same Porsche, and that's so it, it, we bonded over that. And of course, that night, like that guy, he fucked my girl at that, that night, you know, because we <laughs> built the rapport. You know, and I'm yeah. like, oh wow, you got that? You know, we're talking, we're hanging out, next thing you know, we're drinking, having a good time, and. Yeah, you know, but like it's that you really want to get the guys, you wouldn't, you want to get the the boyfriend or the husband to like you, because ultimately, even if the girl likes you, if the guy's not feeling your vibe, you're not fucking his girl. I guarantee it. I promise you, you're not gonna fuck his girl. Yeah, yeah, no, I so, think that's 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 pretty good advice. Yes, I agree. Um, the other advice, honestly, like again. I'm in Los Angeles. There are a lot of bulls out here. You are selling yourself to an extent. You you gotta be a little bit of a salesperson. And with that being said, pretty sells. I'm not gonna, you know, I I'm not gonna 
I don't want to sugarcoat it, but at the same time, I don't want to judge people because I understand that everybody comes in different body sh uh, shapes and sizes and whatever. But I always tell people, or the, the few guys who I have kind of coached to get into it, I always tell them, like, you don't have to necessarily be a Ken doll, but you should put effort into your appearance and how you're perceived from people who see you. So yeah. you don't have to necessarily be like the skinniest guy, but I tell people, it's like, you mean, why not hit the gym a couple times? Because honestly, when I hit the gym, I fuck better anyways, because I get that testosterone pumping. So it's yeah, gonna you help feel you. better. You, you feel better. But at the same time, like, I see guys who don't really put a lot of effort and they're struggling. And I'm like, well, there's, yeah, there's you, but then there's be this other prettier bull. Even there's so many guys, especially like, I mean, Craigslist is gone. Rest in peace, Craigslist, you know, the good old days. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, you if a couple puts an ad out, they're going to get 100 emails in a couple hours. Like, how are you going to stand out? Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to send a cockpit and be like, what's up? No, you got to, like, really put effort. And I tell guys that. Even if you're on, like, Tinder, you got to put effort in messages. You got to put effort in the way you look, how your pictures are. You got to put effort in all that. Yeah, you don't, you know, like I said, you don't have to be a Ken doll, but you, you just put effort. I don't know. That's advice. And then um, don't let this become like a rabbit hole where like I've seen guys get carried away because, you know, some people are like, oh, I can't believe it. You know, like I'm in an orgy, you know, and I see it, it hits that dopamine for some people so good where it's like they just can't like they're doing this every night. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. I've seen I've seen people go down like some serious rabbit holes, almost like they get addicted. But yeah. um, I, I it almost like takes stuff. over your life. Well, not only. Yeah, it does. But to a point where I and I felt this myself a little bit. And I had to force myself to limit how often I'm really playing the lifestyle. I still like I, well, I would sometimes feel worse. Like, I feel more comfortable talking to couples or women in the lifestyle than I do outside of it. In other words, I still want to keep my vanilla chops up. Like I, if I'm in a bar, I still want to be able to communicate with a, a, a single pretty lady. You know, yeah. but I've seen some guys where it's like they get so they get so into it, so deep where they don't even want to go to a bar to talk to chicks. Like, no, I know a party over here. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I don't know. You know, I, I always tell people, don't let it become like a, an every weekend thing, you know, kind of limit it. I was curious. Do you do you think that your ability to navigate this lifestyle and communicate with women and couples in this lifestyle has improved your ability to navigate the vanilla dating and world of sex and all of that? Or has it not not really in, impacted it at all? I would say the opposite. I would say keeping your vanilla chops up will help you with the lifestyle. Because it's harder to talk to somebody. Like if I'm at a bar, I'm at a lounge or whatever, it's harder to talk to somebody because you don't really know much about them. But I mean, if you're at like a swinger party or you're on a swinger website, you at least kind of like know, like, okay, well, they're sexually open. I get that. Yeah. And so there's you a, can there's a level like, of implied interest. Exactly. That's right. exactly great right way to put that. Yeah. So I think still keeping your, your vanilla chops up is good. And that helps you in the lifestyle. Right. Yeah. You know, because no, honestly, like, I'll, I'll be at a bar and I'll see, let's say there's two girls and a guy. And they're all kind of huddled around talking. I know, for example, that guy's probably dating one of them. But one of those chicks is a roommate. One of those chicks is a sister. But I could go into that, that little group 
make friends with the guy, practice that, which I take it to the lifestyle. The guy now trusts me. And then I'm kind of like asking, so how do you all know each other? He's like, oh yeah, that's my girlfriend. That's her roommate. Boom. There's your target right there. And now you're in, you know, you already know which one. You're not offending the guy by hitting on this girl. Or, or you, you get lucky and you go home with all of them. <laughs> you know what? Maybe. The lifestyle's becoming so, uh, I wouldn't even say mainstream in a sense, that, yeah, that, that could happen, you know? That, that yeah. definitely could happen. But so um, you, I don't know. I, oh, sorry. What were you saying? I was saying, in your, uh, so now I guess you, you are doing vanilla dating as well as lifestyle dating. Um, when you... I guess meet people for the first time. Are you upfront? I'm assuming of kind of what your interests are and what you've done and, and how has that impacted your vanilla dating? Well, if I'm in a relationship in the vanilla world, the swinging world comes to a pause. Yeah. But, uh, as far as like, if I'm dating or meeting somebody in the vanilla, vanilla world, I can't feel them out, but typically I keep them very separate. I have once told a girl that I've done this and uh, it didn't go over so well. So with that, I kind of keep them separate. Uh, none of the girls I've ever dated in the vanilla world really know about the swinging uh, of the bull lifestyle or any of that. But, right. but with that being said, to be, to be truly honest with you, like lately I've been kind of like feeling like maybe the vanilla world or I, honestly, I think maybe I want to date somebody who is also interested in non-monogamy, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or at least sexually open-minded. Yes, yes. Instead of having it be so separated, or because I've had it where it's like years of doing this, you've had I've seen things, you know what I mean? I've been part of things, and then you go to a vanilla life, uh, vanilla relationship, and I'm not gonna say it's boring, but sometimes <laughs> you just kind of like. Hey, baby, put this on. She's like, no, nah, not interested. And I'm like, really? You won't even put that on? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so. So would, yeah, would you consider being in the lifestyle with a with a partner moving forward? Yes, definitely. Because I, I mean, I started with that. Right. I started with that. So I, yeah, I definitely could see myself doing that. In fact, I could see myself doing that more now than I did then because at the time when I was doing it in a relationship, I did that for two years. And I mean, I was trial and error. I was learning, but now I've been a bull longer now. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm kind of like, I know what I want. I've experienced a bunch of things. I kind of see how, what works with couples. And I, I kind of have more of like a fine tuned idea. Like this is how I want it to work, you know, or things like that. So yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think it'll maybe, hopefully this mm -hmm. will be non-monogamous. Right. In some, yeah. to some degree, but I'm not a poly person. I'm not poly. Okay. I'm, I'm a swinger. I, I definitely have more like swinger tendencies. It's not so much like, like I don't necessarily share emotion, but I will share like physical, like, you know, the sex, you know? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Uh, do you identify as bisexual or you identify as straight? And I guess in my question stems from, you know, in the situations when you have threesomes, um, how do you negotiate that? Well, and, and maybe to build on that, I, to back up to the cuckold label, mm. we we are aware that there are cuckolds out there who are interested in part of the dominance by another guy is some type of by play or by adjacent. I don't know the <laughs> best way to say it. So right. 
Is that something you've come across or how, how do you navigate that? I come across that. Yeah, I definitely come across that. Me personally, I'm straight. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I definitely identify as straight. I play straight. I have had it. Well, I mean, some couples will definitely ask, you know, um, a lot. It kind of just varies, but I have had where some guys want to like clean off my penis after it's yeah. been like, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I've had that. That was more for them than it was for me, though. You know, I didn't really get enjoyment from it. But um, I don't know. I try to keep an open mind. But as far as, like, uh, actually penetrating another guy or being penetrated by another guy, none of that I'm really into. Um, anything like that. Or, you know, I'm not going to put a cock in my mouth, personally. Right. But, uh, but, if, but it sounds like if the other guy was like, hey, I want to do this to you, maybe prep you for her or clean you up afterwards. Like that's something you're, maybe it's not your thing, but you're happy to at least oblige. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. That's yeah, exactly. Okay. And I do get, get asked that from time to time, but I think that's yeah. cool that, you know, that you're, you're open-minded enough to at least, you know, let stuff like that happen. I know there's a lot of guys out there who would, who would, get mad and run out of the room if that kind of thing came up. So I think, I don't know, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, no I agree. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've had threesomes where it's like the guy wasn't a cuck. He's, you know, he's actively in, involved in the, in, in the sex and everything. And it's like, it's so hard to really, like, avoid contact. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's in, incidental know? contact's going to happen. At, at least if you want to do it right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. So I'm not like necessarily like like a, a homophobe when it comes to that. But right. I just know that I don't get turned on, or I don't have the desire to put a cock in my mouth. Sure. Yeah, that's sure. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. well, <laughs> we were we were curious too. Um, I, when you meet other couples, have you started to develop like ongoing relationships with certain couples, or do you typically? meet one couple and then that's, you know, the last time you see him or I guess, what does that sort of look like for you? It's typically long. Uh, yeah. Longer term. Typically mostly like, I mean, I've had a couple where it was just kind of like you meet once and you're out, but yeah. that was typically because either I didn't vibe with them or maybe, I don't know, I was like traveling or something like that. Like it would be like mm-hmm. certain circumstances, but um, if it is, if they are, if they are in my local area, I typically go for longer term. Usually, you know, lasts for a few months and then it kind of fizzles out. You right. Know? But um, yeah, it, it's usually more of like a long term meet meet a couple times a month type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you had a a kind of a more somewhat of a taboo more question? Have you had people <laughs> ask you to play without protection? And I know that can be a really big fantasy, especially with the bull fantasy. Uh, and how have you handled that? Mm. Great question. Um, so with that being said, first off, and if there are bulls listening, there are so many places you can get tested for absolutely free. Um, one of the things I like is the got to give it to the uh, LGBTQ community because they have all these little clinics set up where you can just walk in for free and get tested. And I do, and they don't care. And so I get tested regularly. Um, I, I typically will have results with me, paperwork in hand, no more than like 
three months old, especially uh-huh. depending on my play frequency. But I like to keep it at around three months because, yes, I do get asked, especially since I do play with couples more long term. The first time you're going to use protection, of course. But sometimes I do get couples where they, they like that whole cream pie cleanup, you know? Yeah. They want, yeah. Uh-huh. They want, and so they I they get their results. I have mine. If everything's, you know, if everything's legit like that, then then, yeah, you know. I don't necessarily mind going uh, 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 bareback, but um, I guess with that, you know, obviously, being in this lifestyle, you do have to accept a bitter risk. It's just how you want to manage that, and that's just how I manage it. I, I get a yeah. little test free, you know. Like I said, the the every city has like a little area where it's like, you know, LGBTQ or whatever, and yeah. at least in LA, you know. Right. Um, when I wanted to mention too, yeah, yeah, you are in California, which maybe it may be, yeah. it is different. I know it's different in other states, but there yeah. are there are facilities out there. It is easy. You can get tested yeah. on a frequent basis. So, and I think it's cool too that you. I mean, it sounds like it's something you do, but it's a very intentional thing. It's something you think through. You handle it in a responsible way, and when you do it, it's right. because you wanted to, not just because you're doing it with everybody you meet. Because, you know. That's the way you do it. So I, I think that's really mm-hmm. respectable. And I think it's amazing to hear, like, that you're getting tested every couple of months. Yeah. So that's, that's really awesome. Yeah, I do that. Um, It's really no big – if it's free, like, I know I wouldn't want to go to my doctor. It would be embarrassing to talk to my own doctor. But, like, I don't – something about the, the going to, like, the clinics at the gay community, I feel more open than just – like, they, I tell the guys, he asked me, how, how, how often do you have sex and how many partners? I, I answer that honestly. I'm like, well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but – uh. But I don't know. I feel more comfortable going there. I feel like there's just no judgment where yeah. I can really be honest and get asked, ask questions and really get real answers versus if you're talking to like a doctor you've known for years and stuff like that. Maybe it can feel uncomfortable. So I always tell people, find your local LGBTQ community, or I hope I'm saying the uh, acronym right. I know it changes from time to time. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, well, you know, I, 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 think, I think if anybody's listening and, and – it's taking that out of context and getting offended, then they need to, to reevaluate <laughs> yeah. it. You're, right, you're, right. you're clearly trying to give them a lot of credit for what they've helped pioneer. So I think that's commendable, whether or not it's you have all the letters free. in the acronym. Yeah, it's completely free. And um, so I do that. But also, too, going with that being said, like I said, you're trying to sell yourself. Like if a couple puts an ad out, they got like... 100 emails, and they've narrowed that 100 emails down to 25, and then they narrowed that 25 to, like, five, and then they've probably narrowed that five to, like, the top three. At that point, if you have test results, paperwork, even if they don't want to play bareback, that yeah. just puts you that's, – that's, like, a bonus. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, this guy's responsible. It just says a lot. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, if you're listening, like, find – just get it done. You know what I mean? I, I know sometimes it could be intimidating and I personally hate needles, but you know, you know, it's, it's a grin and bear it. <laughs> yeah. Grin and bear it. But also too, like the play is more satisfactory when you have, you, but you don't have that, that stress. You well, know yeah, what I mean? Cause you, 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 it automatically gives a little bit more trust or a lot more trust in, in, the people you're playing with and it takes down that little bit of uncertainty that you might have in the back of your mind. Right. Yeah. And and on the flip side, do you, do you lean towards playing with couples more when they're able to present you back the same respect that you've given to them with, 
you know, recent test results? Or have you turned people down because of not having them? I won't necessarily turn them down, but I'll be reluctant to do bareback. If it's like, let's say I'm playing with a couple, you know, I've gotten to know them and I kind of get their vibe and let's say it's been like two months. Sure. I, I, you know what I mean? Like it kind of just varies, but typically right off the bat, if they don't have the, the paperwork, then no, we're, we're definitely going to uh, play safe, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So I had a couple other fun questions. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. Some, some new ones we've been introducing and then maybe some that are specific to your situation. So have, okay. have you in the past 10 years, maybe one of your top one or two favorite bloopers from the lifestyle? I think <laughs> Funny stories. It, it sort of helps people realize that everything doesn't go perfect all the time and that it's, it's still good fun to have. I do have a story. It's not, yeah, I have a funny story. There was a... <laughs> There was this guy, that was early on, I was at this uh, party, it was a house party, and there was this guy, he, it's so funny if, he, if he's listening to this, but he goes by the name Manaconda, okay? <laughs> Look, this guy, this was, to this day, the biggest dick I have ever seen. <laughs> to the point where he swore, not making this up. He swung it around like a rope, like like a lasso. Like he had, a, he would grip the base of his cock and swing it. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? So, anyways, he. But the problem is though, he kind of had like a. He was short and he was like a flavor flavor type of looking guy. Like his 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 main asset was his cock. That was his claim to fame. And he had this like bodyguard, not a bodyguard, but like a like a bouncer or whatever, like a, like a groupie or whatever. I don't know. So anyways, I'm at this party. I couldn't get no play because this guy was fucking all the lies. All, <laughs> all. I mean, it was, I, I damn near almost left. <laughs> Manaconda's got them all. He had a line of girls. Literally, he was in his room. He had a bodyguard. This guy was man the door and he was just, take them in like one by one. And I was like, I don't even believe what I'm seeing. Like I'm sitting there just having a cocktail. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> this, is, uh, this is happening, you know? And yeah, needless to say, I didn't really, I mean, I had a little fun, but it wasn't like, it, it, he was the main, he was the main attraction. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Manaconda. I had a, I couldn't even tell you how many inches or feet this day. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, it, but yeah, it was big. So along those same lines, have have you come across? And and I would imagine there's a lot of women listening that would say, "Yeah, no way that that shit's never getting near me." But I guess have you ever been in the situation where the couple had this fantasy, and then when they got into the situation, like it was too big, or it wasn't what they were expecting? Maybe there was jealousy, or it went awry. You mean, oh, so like the guy was jealous of my cock? That or or you got into the situation and and the the lady realized like that she wanted this but it it wouldn't fit and it was more painful than it was pleasurable. Uh yeah, it yeah like honestly like I don't petite girls I don't typically go for them because of that. Like if you're real small, kind of like a small super skinny frame or whatever. Not really my type, but we got some chicks out here in LA with some thick 
thighs and asses, and they're just looking for that. So, <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? There's, you, you just know which kind of girl's into this. You know, like, okay, that's, she's not going to. But then you see other girls, you're like, she's down, you know? There's some girls that can handle a cock, and then there's just some girls that can't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, there, I think it all comes down to uh, body anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, there's like little small, like, you know, four foot whatever girls. And you're like, okay, like, yeah, I already know. I already know. I want to pale you. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, like, and you don't, you don't <laughs> want to intentionally hurt anybody either. So I hope, I hope we right. get hate mail that says like, Fuck you, I'm three five and I'll take Manaconda all day long. Hey, look, hey, if you are three foot whatever or four foot whatever and you know, you could take a dick and you're in LA, shit. <laughs> you know? Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work, you know? But typically, yeah, you know, and luckily, again, being in LA, I mean, there's not a shortage of females. There's not a shortage of females. And there are, there's so many, like, it just, if that chick doesn't want it, the next one does. You know, it's not I'm like sure. that big deal but um as far as like a guy getting jealous no actually i've had guys go holy shit and wow and honestly i don't even think i do not even think i'm that big of a uh a, a cock like, I, don't, I don't think i have a that big of a cock but but i don't i mean i don't know i'm not i'm no manaconda but I, right. i've had a girl even say she likes the weight of my cock and i was like that's a, that's a new one that's a new one <laughs> that's a new one yeah it's got like, a good weight been, do you, yeah, list, do you list the weight on your profile? I do not list the weight. I do not list the weight. <laughs> I don't even know how much it weighs. Funny story, I don't even know the exact inches because, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's so weird to put, like, what, a measuring tape up against your cock? Like, what am I doing? You know? I, I, use, I use Coke cans, so I'm like a I'm like a one-and-a-half Coke can. Oh, I never saw you do that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I should start that. It's, it's those little out. airplane size ones. The airplane, jeez. Oh, Give yourself a little more there. credit. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I've had girls. One girl swore. She swore. So this has to be nine inches. I was like, okay, if you say so. If you say so. But I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, are you out to any of your friends and family no. that this is something no. you do? No, this is completely separate. But I feel like that's what makes swinging fun. In fact, I don't, even like I've listened to some of your previous podcasts, you've asked that same question and people are like, oh yeah, I told my parents and I told my friends. I was like, why? It's, it's in your bedroom for one. They don't, it's none of their business. But also too, like having that secret lifestyle, that secret like thing, that's what makes it fun to me. Uh-huh. And, and honestly, to be really honest with you, one thing about swinging and I've learned this from even just doing this in the past as a couple. You want to be able to turn this whole thing off if you want to. Because you never know. Maybe you and a, your your partner are going through a rough time. Maybe uh, maybe just not in the fucking mood. You know? Like, honestly, frequency has never been my thing. You know? I'm not trying to have sex every day. Jesus. But I like <laughs> to just be able to... So I got work, too. You know? So I want to, I want to be able to turn all this off. And I don't want, like my uh my my lifestyles friends and shit creeping into my my vanilla shit because sometimes i just want to like come home relax or have a friends or, or or go meet up with my vanilla friends and just hang out not think about this but then sometimes i do you know yeah so my mood changes so i don't want to necessarily live it 
In right. fact, to be really honest, I, I I don't like the fact that we call this a lifestyle because at least for me, I'm not necessarily necessarily trying to make this my lifestyle. You know, right. and I have air quotes. You can't see that, but this is just something I turn on for some weekends and I turn off when I'm Monday back at work. You yeah. know. Well, and it sounds so, like you you kind of demonstrated that when you said if you get into a relationship with somebody, you just kind of put it on pause, and it doesn't sound like. You sit there craving it every day because you're in a relationship. You're not out with all these other people. Right. Exactly. You know, like, I don't, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't come out to my friends. I don't come out to my family. I don't, I don't, I don't see the, the need to do that. It's in my bedroom. It's none of their business. It's my life, you know. I can, Have you had to make up some elaborate excuses ever to, like, for where you're going or anything like that? Uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe in the past, but typically, I, I don't know if I'm going somewhere again, like it's my life. Yeah. You know, if I'm going somewhere, like they don't need to know. I'm going out. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm going out. You know, it's just, I'm just going out or I'm going, I'll just make something up. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I keep it very separate. And then, but if I do go to a party, it's like a party that I plan on going like a couple weeks in advance. So it's already like that. You know, like, it's not like a, it's, everything's already been taken care of, you know? Right. It's an event. It's something I like to look forward to. And I, I feel like a lot of couples should do that too. I, I feel like, like, I remember when I was doing this as a couple, it should be like an every weekend thing. And I feel like that was wrong of us. We should have made it where it was like, this happens once or twice a month. We look forward to it. We plan it. it and then when it comes, it comes. And then once it's gone, we look forward to the next one versus it being like your every Saturday night, you yeah. know? Because yeah. then sure. it, it no longer becomes special. Right. You know, it becomes mundane. Right. When um when you do go to the parties, I know there's a lot of um, controversy, maybe is a strong word, around single males and parties. And there's typically an imbalance in your price is double or triple or whatever versus a couple versus a single female. How do you navigate, you know, getting invited to parties or getting on guest lists? Because I know that can even be a challenge. And Well, and it may be different in L.A. Right, yeah. So what is, I guess, how does that look for you on a, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, going to, like, well, first of all, I don't go to those parties. See, like, I feel like no, there's, there's just a different set of parties, you know? Like a typical swinger party, yeah, a guy would have to pay twice as much and all this other junk. Not at all. I go to parties specifically where there's a ton of single chicks and a bunch of single males. And that's what they're looking for. So shout out to the kick groups, by the way. The kick groups is where you can find those parties. Now that Craigslist is gone, the kick groups has definitely been a, a, a huge resource. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a member in uh, some groups and literally it's just a bunch of unicorns and a bunch of bulls. That's all huh. it is. And for and someone they, who, or go ahead, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna, and then they throw parties. So it's like, you know, you don't pay like no more than like the typical, like what, 40 bucks, you know? Right. Yeah. For someone who's interested in finding some of those kit groups, like how, how would you suggest doing that? Or Is it like an invite only or? I've, it is. Yeah. It is very invite only, which is what I like though. But because a kit group, I think only have like what, 50 people in it. Yeah. So they're very small which I like too, because you get to know everybody in the group. In fact, the, 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 the interesting thing, having been in this lifestyle for so long, 
like like I said, I started before back in 05 where, I mean, hell, the iPhone wasn't even invented yet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> to, to now, before it was, you know, like I said, it was very difficult to find people who, you know, were into this. In fact, I didn't even know other people were. Or what. I knew, figured that other people were, but how do you find them? It was so difficult. But to, to, to now, with the kid groups, you, they build communities of people where it's like you know everybody in the group. You know everybody in the group. You talk daily. You hang out, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then usually there'll be like uh, non-play events where they maybe like a happy hour meet at the work. Because typically the kick groups are, I shouldn't say typically, but most of the kick groups are very localized. So it'll be like, oh, this is for, you know, whatever in L.A. So everybody's kind of within your area. Although with L.A. traffic, even if you're on the other side of L.A., that's a, it's a mission. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with, with those groups, have you developed some some true friendships in the in the I know you don't like to call it a lifestyle, but in the community? You know what? There yes, there's there are some people it's funny, if they listen to this podcast, I'll know exactly who I'm talking to, but there are some people who I've developed true friendships with where even outside of the lifestyle, they are like really good friends of mine. I and that's that's one thing about this lifestyle that I think seeing how it's involved from then to now, I think it's going in a very good direction because honestly, I like now going to a party where I know everybody's face or at least have some type of rapport with them. I know everybody here. And there's 50 people in a kid group. You throw a hotel party, at least like 15, 20 of them will show, you know? So, right. yeah. but you know these people, you've seen them before and it just makes it so much fun because you, everybody knows each other. Now. It's not like a bunch of, uh, random faces. Although there may be like one or two that, you know, you don't know or whatever, but typically speaking, everybody here, you know, yeah. you know, and I like that. I love that about it. You well, know? it's a more comfortable environment. Very much more comfortable. And, and every guy is, well, it's kind of funny to me, you know, cause every guy, when I go to these parties, every guy knows black, they're bulls, you know, but all the girls are looking for the, the, the play with bulls. So it makes it really nice. So if you are, even if you're not a bull, you can find a, a, a kick group that really caters to who you are and what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And right. it could be a, a small knit community. But that is a double-edged sword because there is drama sometimes in these kick groups, which I won't <laughs> go deep in on, but sometimes it can be some high school drama. But all in all, all in all, there I think it's a very... Uh, a very positive direction, I think, especially now that Craigslist is gone. Right. Um, another resource, a lot of people don't know this, but Tumblr is <laughs> Tumblr is crazy. I love Tumblr. I don't even really fuck with any of the social network, to be really honest with you. <laughs> Tumblr is a shit, you know? I mean, I meet a lot of swingers and a lot of other people there. Huh. Huh. Yeah. That's, exactly. Huh? Everybody has that same reaction. Yeah. Tumblr, I wouldn't have thought that. Here's the thing. Tumblr is a, uh, it's a blogs, you know, but yeah, right. it, it's unpoliced. So you can post news. It's not like Instagram where, you, you know, you get your shit taken out. People post some, you should see my Tumblr. I'll give you guys my Tumblr. My Tumblr is fucking filthy. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I can't, I cannot open that app in public. Seriously. I just can't. And are they, are they people you actually know in real life or is it just, some. I've met people in Tumblr. I've met people from Tumblr. Very cool. Hmm. Yeah, I've met people from Tumblr. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. So those are two resources I use. Now that Craigslist, now that Craigslist is gone, you know, bulls, couples, single, whatever, whoever you are, if you are looking, those are two resources I recommend. 
and then of course, you know, here's Cassidy and SLS and other yeah. things like that. You know, yeah. but well, no bonus, bonus on the kit group is you can make sure Manaconda is not going to be at your party. So, hey, you know what, though, that was so long ago. If he was, I would probably show up just just to watch, just to, be in there. <laughs> just to watch, <laughs> <laughs> just be like, wow, he's still doing it, he's still doing it. And that guy, I, he had to have been like 40 something, he had to have been 40 something, but he was in there <laughs> slinging the dick like a lasso. <laughs> he would get him, he would just. He, Bro, he would take he would take your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, I guess so. Bef- before we start to wrap up too much, are there is there anything that you were hoping we would ask, or that you wanted to make known about the the community and the BBC and the Bulls that that maybe we didn't touch on yet that you were hoping to let people know? You know what? I thought about this too because like I don't want I know. As soon as we get off, I'll be like, oh, I wish you guys had, but, uh, <laughs> that always happens, right? <laughs> I know. Right. Um, I would say, I, I feel like I kind of touched upon if you are a bull and if you're listening and you're a bull or you want to be a bull or whatever, um, I kind of already touched up a little bit as far as, uh, you know, the do's and don'ts, but, um, if you're looking for a bull Tumblr again is a great resource but the one thing about Tumblr is hard to localize it. It's hard right. to really, you have to get almost get, not lucky, but it's really difficult to say, I want somebody within like, let's say five miles. So maybe that's where more like Cassidy or something like that will come into play. But, um, mm-hmm. but I know that the thing is like a lot of people don't want to pay, especially if they're trying it out. But I know what like I think you guys have like a code and you like sixty days. Or I something say like yeah, oh, yeah, you can you can go and sign up on our <laughs> link on our website for a free yeah. uh, trial with Cassidy. So especially now that especially with Craigslist being gone, I would go into a whole thing about Craigslist because Craigslist you have to really know how to navigate that. You really have to know how to navigate that, but it's gone. It's gone, you know. But um, did you did you use Craigslist? You did, yeah, Craigslist yeah. yeah. If you know how to do it right, there's a lot of crazy on there. At least there was. But you can get a feel for what's genuine and what's not. You know? Especially yeah. that coupled with kick. Like, I wouldn't just necessarily, here's my phone number, call me. No, no, no. You gotta <laughs> give me your kick, and then you gotta feel them out. And you can kind of tell. But as a, is the thing is, as a guy searching on, on a Craigslist, like, I don't, I mean, yeah, there's obviously picture collectors trying to collect a dude's pick, but it's harder for a woman to look on a Craigslist, obviously, you know, you know, they're trying to get your pictures. But the funny thing is, honestly, I talked to a few chicks where, cause you know, you see that the, the, the section where the, the there'd be a single female looking for like a dude and you're thinking uh-huh. that's just gotta be all fake. I've met some chicks that have actually posted and I was like, so girls actually do where they were posting in there. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But from the, from the, like the woman searching for a dude, which is, I always thought all fake shit. I was like, everything in here is fake. I never even go in that section. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've met some chicks. Like, yeah, I posted. And I was like, that felt, I feel like that would be so dangerous. A bunch of random dudes, but oh, whatever. They worked for some chicks, <laughs> but um, I don't really, I don't know. And I'm trying to think of what I would, uh, if there's any lasting or any question or anything I want to say before we come to a close, uh, I don't, I can't think of anything right now. Okay. I can't well, no problem. Right 
No, I think you gave a lot of really good advice and um, you kind of opened the door into the life of a bull and what that looks like. So thank you for sharing all of that information with us and our listeners. Thanks for having me. For real. I think it's uh, like I said before, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, and just a lot of resources in general. And I don't I see a lot of, you know, things that are talking to couples, to single females and yada, yada. But I never really see any resources for bulls, you know, and yeah. it, it, it is different. I think I think it's a very different um, uh, subset of a lifestyle. You know, because you're you're dealing with the different different couples than just yeah, it's a different dynamic. They're right. very different dynamic, very different dynamic. So yeah. that's why I, that's why I reached out because I, like, I feel like, I mean, I'm not I'm, maybe I could be like some type of spokesperson, but you know, I just feel like so I, I at least want to open the dialogue to where it's like there are bulls out there, you know, and people know that, but you know, well, and it's it's nice to hear one talk for more than five minutes about what it is and, and to actually get <laughs> yeah. to, to, to get to know one. So I think, I think, uh, I mean, we've really enjoyed it and I hope everybody else has enjoyed it. And Definitely. yeah. So thank you again for reaching out. And when you launch your podcast, let us know and we'll tell everybody about it. So yeah. Find it. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I, yeah, I really thought about doing that. I was like, what if I did launch a podcast where it kind of, uh, speaking to, to the bulls, you know, or yeah. single, not just necessarily just catering to bulls only, but, really kind of focusing on like maybe bulls and unicorns or just the single people that are in this, you know? Sure. Yeah. So that's, who knows? that's one thing I wanted to ask you too. If, um, if somebody had questions for you, would you be open to answering them or yeah, would you? Absolutely. I, I do. I do have people that actually hit me up. Um, I can give people, actually, I can give you guys my kick. Um, my kick is BGLA 2015. That's my kick. Okay. Um, feel free to hit me up. Uh, especially in LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will we will put it in the show notes so people can get a hold of you. Yeah, cool. or yeah, definitely. If they have questions then, for us or for you, that would be great. Cool, cool. And if you don't have a kick, I know a lot of people still aren't on that. I do have a separate email set up for that, which is uh, bbcnla at icloud.com. Okay. So if you want to do an email, yeah, we'll put that in the well. show notes as well. Then perfect. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Bulls, thank yeah, you for questions. being a yeah. yeah. So thank you for being a great voice in the community yeah, as well. An ambassador. Yeah. Oh, an ambassador. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. No, thank you. And we will we will stay in touch and have a great evening. You do the same. All right. Bye. Bye. How'd your practicing go? <laughs> we'll find out next week. Yeah. Yep. Um thank you to Angus and Manaconda for <laughs> For, I forgot. For guest starring in our podcast this week. And also one quick note, um, some of the information, the contact information that Angus gave for himself has changed. We talked to him a few days ago and he asked us to update some of that information. So when you go to our show notes, if you want to get a hold of him, the information there will be correct. Yes, use that information, please. In the meantime, we will be back in one week with an interview with... A New Zealander. A a Kiwi. Okay, a a Kiwi. I think that's the official term. And uh, his name is Simon. He's the host of the A Slut podcast. And we have an awesome conversation with him about consent, BDSM, non-monogamy. What? (laughs) Polyamory. Yes. 
And we have Emma trying to do advertisements again. I hope so. So well, we, maybe. Will, we will see everybody in one week. Yes. In the meantime, you can find us, as always, on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Thanks, everyone.